0: The College Planning Edge. Multiply your odds of getting into your dream college and get your hands on thousands of dollars of fat, juicy scholarships. Brought to you by Lockwood College Prep. Helping college-bound families get the edge in college admissions, financial aid, scholarships, and test prep. This episode brought to you by Lockwood Inner Circle. That is a, a membership that Pearl and I created Because we hear it all the time from parents that they're not getting everything they need from their guidance counselors. The fact of the matter is, is that you begin building that body of work, or your child does, from ninth grade forward. Maybe even earlier. Because every class, every extracurricular, every summer opportunity, et cetera, that all goes into that body of work that will ultimately be summarized in a closing argument, the college applications, three and a half years later. So we created the Lockwood Inner Circle membership because... So many parents have no idea what they should be doing and when they should be doing it. Timelines, deadlines, you name it. Also, the membership includes a double-secret tool that we use to help predict chances of getting in to your dream colleges and everywhere else you're applying, as well as the odds of winning fat, juicy, merit, and need-based financial aid offers. It's a privately available tool that's proprietary, and it was developed by someone really high up in the... Uh, on the totem pole at an elite Ivy League institution and someone who was actually very deeply involved with the College Board back in the good old days. So it's all available to you at LockwoodInnerCircle.com. Podcast listeners get 50% off of this membership by using the coupon code PODCAST when they check out. Please enjoy the show, and if you like what you hear, we wouldn't mind if you gave us a glowing review on Apple Podcasts. Go for five or six stars, maybe seven stars, Whatever you can do. It's kind of a shameless uh, request, but you know what? It helps our reach and get through to other parents. So, I would appreciate it. So would Pearl. She doesn't know I'm asking you to do this, so let's just keep that between us. (laughs) Uh, Enjoy the episode. Bye-bye. Pearl, you ready?
1: I'm ready. Are you ready?
0: Cut the crap. We're on.
1: Your hair looks fine.
0: It always looks fine. Every week. I spent hours on it. So, yeah, here we are. College Talk Tuesday. Pearl and Andy Lockwood and if all goes well, this will be an episode of the College Planning Edge podcast, which you can find on Apple Podcasts. You can join the four to six listeners that we have per per show
1: for social distancing.
0: Yes, social and emotional slash business distancing. So, welcome. If, if uh, we took a, took a week off, we're back, and there's just a whole lot of stuff going on um, to, to talk about. But what we don't have anything particularly prepared today, other than I want to make sure we talk about what's happening with financial aid, what's happening with college applications and essays. We'll talk a little bit about SAT and ACT because this is all stuff that we are constantly talking about. I think we have probably more questions than answers.
1: Yes, and continual questions and changes. So we it's could a have sh- an answer. Shifting and then landscape. It is a shifting landscape. Yeah. Well,
0: but. um but I think the point of this uh, of the show and this podcast is to help you navigate these things so you can you know have the greatest odds of success getting in uh, where you want to get in and setting your, your, your child up for a launch to a successful post-college life um, and doing it for as little money out of pocket as possible. Yes. Hence the financial aid. So uh, we have a few things planned you know, coming up. We've got these couple of webinars coming up on how to pay for college. Um, I've got something coming up with the Long Island Press, which maybe I should have posted ahead of time. That's uh, airing, I think, tomorrow at 3 o'clock, immediately, p.m. Eastern. Um, we've been uh, – we did a scholarship uh, presentation with Gene O'Toole, best-selling author, who we've – partnered with to collaborate with some of our clients to help them search for outside scholarships, including our client Lizzie Lockwood.
1: Oh, that client.
0: Yes. Who there are rumors about her joining us uh, in a week. Um, so we have a lot of stuff planned. So let's um, if you're if you're joined, joining us and you want to pop a question in or just say hi you are officially encouraged to do that. I see a bunch of people kind of lurking out there. So hello. If you have a
1: Good joke. Feel free to share it or we could all use a laugh
0: or a not. Good joke. Um, I told you or very, joke. I told you, I told you very off color one this morning, which will not make it to Facebook about our friend, Danny and yeah, you his, probably shouldn't. his warnings to his wife, share that with um, you. not appropriate. So, all right. So let's start off with a little bit of, um, look over the shoulder into the life of of Pearl and what you are doing to gear up for the ensuing 2021, 22 financial aid season. Financial aid forms get released in October.
1: Yes.
0: Uh, We have recently taken on a whole bunch of um, clients for that particular assistance of your, your expert assistance, I should say. Um, we're t- we temporarily shut down so we can make sure that we onboarded everyone. So, mm-hmm. what, what I ask you is um, what's the timing on uh, when the financial aid process starts and when the forms go in? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. my follow up question is what are the biggest mistakes, to, one or two big mistakes that people should avoid?
1: okay in this process. well a, a really i just can't resist <clears throat> but a really fun what to avoid which is believe it or not what the the form the, the the organizations who put out these respective forms the fafsa is the main financial aid form which is accepted or required if you're seeking aid Uh, at about the some 4,000 or so schools we have out there. And then there's a second financial aid form that uh, about 400 of those 4,000 or so schools also require. It's not an instead, it's in addition to, and that's called the CSS profile. And that evaluates your um, institutional eligibility at that institution who has the CSS profile. Um, These forms become released October 1st and your deadline is dependent on the list of schools your student is applying to and how your student is applying to that school. If the student is applying to the school early decision Uh, or early action.
0: I thought you meant by crayon or paper.
1: (laughs) Or smoke signals, right. Um, Then that is going to be one set of priority financial aid deadlines. And if the student is applying regular decision to a school, that is going to be a different priority financial aid deadline. Now, these are deadlines that affect financial aid. And I will also point out that that is distinct, even though it may or may not coincide with application deadlines.
0: Confusing.
1: It is a little confusing. Lots of balls in the air Lots of different things to pay attention to, and hey, that's a big
0: mistake right there. You just stumbled <laughs> on it. Maybe you didn't. You were getting there. Maybe I don't want to. I don't want to uh, you know, burst my, your bubble, uh, but well, that's that a big is, mistake. Confusing the deadlines.
1: Confusing the deadlines is is a very common easy mistake. Ignoring and
0: the deadlines.
1: Ignoring the deadlines. Being the old blissfully
0: ostrich, unaware of deadlines.
1: Willful blindness. I'm just going to or blindness email that yeah. look could be may not be important at some other future point that never really happens
0: or so my kid's going to take care of it
1: right so that was that was my first mistake that i was going to point out uh, that we just don't did like have six. we did <laughs> yeah yeah don't have your student complete the financial aid application oh, even though that that's different is what i know but it, it, yeah. it was the first one I was thinking of. It, the intention by the form and the way the questions are posed is is asking the student as if the student is filling out. What are your parents? Da, 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 da. What do you? You refers to the student. So they do expect the student to complete the financial aid forms, which <laughs> I don't know how much your 18 year old, 17 year old, college bound student know knows about your. The particulars of your financial situation. Most don't.
0: Questions like how much do <laughs> your parents have saved?
1: Right. <laughs>
0: What's the value of your parents' house? Uh, what? What is your parents' monthly mortgage payment? Yes. Do you anticipate- not
1: including taxes and insurance, only principal and interest? Most, a lot of minutia.
0: My parents don't even know that. Right. Yeah. So right. that's technically speaking, for the child to fill out. Yeah, that's a great mistake. Um, what I was jumping the gun with was even before, is like not even knowing what to file or when to file. Right. Those are big mistakes too.
1: Thinking just because yeah. there's a FAFSA and a CSS profile. Oh, well, I, I'll fill this one out. I don't need to fill that one out because I'm choosing to fill this one out, not that one out. No. If your school, the school that you're looking to gain admission to and potentially financial aid from, if they want form FAFSA and CSS profile and A, B, C, and D,
0: yeah, there could be other You forms.
1: send them FAFSA profile A, B, C, and D. You respond in kind. Not more, not less, but in kind.
0: <laughs> so if it's A, B, C, and D, they want, don't send them B and D.
1: Right. And yeah. for that matter, if Another you're mistake. working with us, don't do that with us either.
0: Well, even if you're not, <laughs> don't do that. Because either, either way, it causes delays. And you it probably, does. Yeah.
1: Exactly. You want to tinker around. You, it's going to be so onerous a task for you to, to send an entire tax return. Guess what? They're going to put your thing at the bottom of, and they're going to call it incomplete. They're going to reject your partial tax return because you didn't feel like giving them everything. Because don't, don't, don't assume what you think they want or need or you're wrong.
0: Don't likely. let them put your thing at the bottom, to quote Pearl. Your right. thing belongs on top. Right. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so that that's uh, really important. Stuff. These are mistakes that we see all the time. Uh, another mistake. Oh, yeah. What What do you think I'm going to say?
1: <laughs> I think what you're going to tell me.
0: I don't think you're right.
1: Uh, you don't think I'm right?
0: No. want to write it down?
1: I could write it down or I could whisper to the camera and you can like go into our no, silent just, chamber. Uh,
0: go ahead and say it before it gets too annoying.
1: Uh, okay. So initially, one may have a list of schools at this uh, August juncture. Not
0: my mistake, but... A, a good great one, great a really one. one, a really
1: important one, yes. This has actually kept me okay. up at night for various reasons. You have the floor.
0: I will chime in afterwards. Thank you.
1: So at this point, and especially this year, the 2021 grads, I would say more than half have not, at least, and that's probably conservative, taken the standardized test yet, the SAT or ACT. So their guess about their list of schools and their likelihood to get into some of these schools, unfortunately, without more information through no fault of their own may be somewhat tricky. In any case, we understand that in August or September in the beginning and when the forms come out in October, one may have a list of schools that they are, are hoping to be considered by and we submit financial aid forms to that list of schools. Well, you know, time marches on, things change. We turn a page in the book and we're a couple seasons in and maybe at this point we've taken an SAT or an ACT and maybe we didn't do as fabulously as we had thought. And maybe now seven out of those 10 schools um, look rather remote in terms of your likelihood of admission. So what to do? Well, thankfully, there are still plenty of schools out there to apply to. We're going to add schools to apply to. And sometimes in that panic and haste, we can forget the other moving parts that are still moving and all need the same seriousness and attention as the initial applications as as the, as was put in with the initial applications in other words if you're adding four other schools in january because you didn't make some of your early action schools or what have you whatever the reason is do not forget to add those schools to your financial aid to receive financial aid forms. And which financial aid forms? Whatever those four schools want. A lot gets lost as we march along this crazy year. And sometimes we choose to focus on things that are unimportant, like what this mom said about that kid from a neighboring (coughs) town. (laughs) Versus like, just pay attention to your own backyard and your stuff and your kid's stuff. And 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 in a positive vein, a way to a good recommendation I have that can help you avoid those kinds of casualties and mistakes. Have a, a weekly pow out on your calendar with your student every I don't care when, Sunday at noon, whenever. If they're up. If they're up, Sunday at 7 p.m. Whenever that magical time is, it lives on your calendar and you spend a whopping five, 10 minutes. Going through the emails of the of the student, making sure we didn't miss anything, going looking at the list of schools we've applied to, because some schools won't email you, but rather they're going to assign your student login credentials that they will expect your student to Mm. routinely log into to (laughs) see Uh. if they have anything that the school needs any updates, anything missing, any additional forms now that they've gotten your application, be it regular for admission or for financial aid. Well, they've received your application and now they have additional requests of you. It's a back, it's a fourth. And it goes like this and you can't, you have to pay attention. It's like dodgeball. You're going to get hit with a ball if you don't pay attention. You have to stay in there. Make sure you check these emails and or log into the portals to see any missing requirements and comply, again, in kind. Just because school A is asking doesn't mean school B also wants that. School B is school B's business. School A is school A's business. Okay?
0: Wow. So helpful. that was not the mistake. No, it's very helpful, uh, as, as you know, because we see these mistakes all the time. So just to sum up, and, and I, I do want to um, acknowledge your command of analogies, the dodgeball thing. That's a new one. Thanks. Un- unscripted, unprepared. She's, <laughs> she's a, a, a geyser of analogies. Uh, that was a good one. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, usually she goes with the food analogies and this was more of a playground, you know, yeah. uh, elementary school well, gym. Yeah. yeah. So really, um,
1: when you get that red rubber ball slams in your face, it's like, yeah,
0: it's no longer an analogy. It's real. It's real.
1: It hurts. It stings. It's
0: like Mike Tyson said, all plans go out the window to once you get punched <laughs> in the face. So um, anyway, to sum up that, uh, that mistake, that is if you, applied a bunch of schools and then you later add some schools out of this panic, don't assume that those colleges will automatically receive your FAFSA and whatever other forms are required. You have to go in and to the FAFSA and to the, any, the CSS profile and send those to the new batch of schools. My mistake was uh, more strategic and there's two components to that. So the mistake that you thought wrong um, about that I was going to say was not adding schools. It's more about um, failing to, to to big picture this and be and be strategic in terms of one, exploring any types of um, strategies or shelters to possibly improve your eligibility for aid. Sometimes um, the difference between you not getting anything versus you know picking up an extra twenty thousand dollars a year is is strategy. so it could be you have money saved in the wrong place. Or could and and you should shelter it or legally and ethically move it to a place that's more benign that's not going to penalize you another strategic thing is is really um invested in the college list itself you can look great on paper in terms of your eligibility but if you apply to the wrong set of schools that are not going to be eligible to your specific child Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter how great you look on paper so some schools are a lot more generous than others that's a strategic thing to, to think about. And um, I guess another one is related to that is when you, when you are finalizing your, uh, your list of colleges, remember that the best defense is a good offense. It's really smart to have a bunch of colleges on your list that compete with one another so that once you start getting offers, which may be low ball, they may be okay, they may be great. This year, I think there's going to be overall smaller piece of the pie uh, for everyone because I think the overall pie is smaller. Um, But it's great to be able to play these offers off against each other and negotiate them. And this year was a a flat-out crazy year for negotiating.
1: Some might say an anomaly.
0: You know, um, I, I, I I think the extent was was abnormal uh however every year we see crazy um we see crazy results so, so um i told you this so, so i was i was talking to um so, so a couple of weeks ago in in july we had um, several rounds of negotiations with a client of ours who got into pen mm-hmm. off the wait list, right. and she went from zero to like $38,000 mm-hmm. in free money right. and a little bit more when you factor in the work study and other stuff. I took four rounds. I won't, I won't belabor that because we've discussed that before. I was talking to a client of ours out in California um, about you know hiring us for her younger sibling, and she pointed out that her older child, who's now, has who's now been at the University of Pennsylvania for three years, had almost, I mean, it, it, there was a lot of overlap, but, uh, but near identical circumstances where they got zero initially from Penn, same mm-hmm. school. Mm-hmm. And after a couple rounds of negotiation that stretched out till, you know, from December till uh, probably uh, April, finally, they went to $40,000 uh, per year for three years. Yeah. So yes, I think the, the anomalous thing about, about this past cycle mm-hmm which is still actually going on with, with some of our clients, yeah. um, because of coronavirus and all that was sort of a perfect storm because um, colleges were scrambling around. They had a lot of kids that they thought were going to come yeah. from international, you know, other countries who couldn't come and all that. I still think the next year is going to be very similar. I think there's going to be a smaller piece of the pie for everyone because, mm-hmm. you know, again, it's a smaller pie overall, but I think colleges are going to be willing to, to bargain more than ever.
1: Absolutely, because there will be, <clears throat> excuse me, because everyone will be coming hopefully off of, because we're still really in it, the heels of the, the financial damage that was incurred by the coronavirus. So it, it, 2000, that didn't happen in 2019, it happened in 2020. The 2021 graduates uh, financial aid tax year is 2019's tax return. So everyone's income will look one way. for or It's, pre, it's a pre-coronavirus, tax return snapshot snapshot that is being used for this upcoming year's financial aid forms so many just sorry to cut you off but just the same way as last year because because exactly so so what
0: happened was um all the all the financial aid awards were predicated on 2018's income plus assets that were more up you know more up to date but like pro just saying Coronavirus happened long after that, you know, in March of 2020, and that's when all the layoffs and the downturns and things like that happened. Right. So next year, like you were, like I cut you off, but next year um, it's going to be the same type of thing because again, the uh, the financial aid offers seem like they're going to be. I mean, unless there's, they add questions or anything on the phones, right. which we don't think is going to happen.
1: Never know.
0: Um, <laughs> it seems like they're going to be also based on stale data. It didn't exist. So what, what I anticipate is going to happen, it's okay. going to be a lot of crappy awards given out that don't acknowledge present circumstances. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to have another year where personally I write a hundred or so of these letters saying, look, I know that things looked kind of rosy a year ago or two years ago, but the reality since then is, is far different. Far
1: unless, unless come October 1st, we all learn that they that they are responsive to the fact that this is not going to be exception an exception, but rather most or many people will have very, uh, varying financial circumstances in response to whatever coronavirus did to their particular business or income. So I would, I am considering so. that there may be something more uni- universal and form like Go for this next year, because it virtually affected everything. Yeah,
0: I, I'm mixed on that um, because I, I think that um, when you involve the, the federal government, um, I don't think they can turn on a dime and uh, and and change forms that quickly. That, that uh, I think that's the um, issue. I
1: agree, but the schools may.
0: Yeah. Want they
1: may bifurcate that which is a a coronavirus appeal versus something other than a coronavirus appeal. We've seen a little bit of that.
0: With this, the essays. This year. Yeah.
1: With the essays, too. That's yeah.
0: right. Yeah. I mean, look, they don't they don't necessarily want to make it easier to get their money. That's the counterpoint. So we may not see anything like that because that, that wouldn't sort of encourage people to ask them for more money. But, you know, anyway, it's, it's, right. it's anyone's guess. Um, I always end up siding with they're not going to do anything <laughs> because I think it's just easier to be complacent, I think, as a human being. Uh, although we are seeing
1: too. we are seeing yet again another change in the tax return yeah for, for an organization they for after a m- bunch of years they had it one way and then 2018 they revamped the tax return oh so new and then i guess they scrapped that in 2019 it's revamped again yeah
0: i think part of that's political and part of it who knows but anyway yeah so keeps everyone employed all right so we see some questions coming in um and i want to answer those and i want to wrap up with the other things we're going to talk about which is the essay and all that um christina albano if you defer to semester do students still get the same financial aid award I assume if they defer a year, they need to reapply. Yeah. Yes. The the financial aid award that they that students receive is good for that year. Yes. So the the award will cover the the amount of uh, time they're in college. So I think there'll be a natural reduction for the semester that you're not in college, but the second semester should be at full the full amount of the award. Right.
1: Okay. I would agree.
0: Good. Good question. Sid Rossine longtime listener not first- time commenter I missed the first few minutes because what what okay um, <laughs> did you mention for early action or early decision application deadlines are the same for financial aid for schools um, so the answer that quick to, to that is
1: is possibly but not necessarily
0: okay part two. Other than Princeton, any word on pushing back the early action or early decision deadlines? Um, the answer is that is a moving target. Mm-hmm. I um, have been suggesting that could happen for months. And so far, it looks like very few schools are doing that. Um, any uh, the next question? Geez, said, The <laughs> next question. Why don't you do your own show? Actually, we should have them on. We should have them on as a, like as a celebrity Sid. guest. You sit alone. I would love Sid. Yeah. Um, any update on the, uh, on August SAT testing? Um, no, but
1: a lot of people are traveling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, That's what we know. People yeah. are, are I keep ironically here. in the place when you're not supposed to be going the right. intrastate. Yeah. They're having you go, and then what? You're gonna come back from the SAT in quarantine for two weeks? How's this gonna work? Are
0: you gonna go for 14 weeks ahead, of, 14 <laughs> days ahead of time in quarantine? Right. Yeah. So um, I, 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 I do hear smatterings of you know like private schools opening up testing dates and all that. So um, our our tutor Marissa, who Sid knows and his son Evan loves, of course, um, because he loves Test Prep. Uh, who she's, she's much more on top of this. So I'm, I'm I'm trying to get an, an update from her regularly. So yeah it's it's a it's a it's a work in progress and that's generous it's unbelievable how how crazy it is like just taking the test is stressful enough without all this other bs yeah so anyway um so great questions so all right let me just talk really quickly about the two other things i wanted to cover which were sat and act testing so we have a bunch of classes that are starting all summer and those are sort of moving target dates too to get kids ready for the the descent i'm sorry the first the batch of, of um, September uh, and then October and then December, possibly November exams, and then if things get cancelled, you know, we we will um, ma- you know, allow makeups and, and all that type of stuff. Can you post um, the link for that? So if, if you go to lockwoodtestprep.com slash online, that's where you can read about our HT prep classes starting tonight. Um, and they're all recorded, so if you miss one, because... You're out doing non-social distancing stuff. Lockwithtestprep.com/slash-online. slash online. O-N-L. I'm in trouble. Um, Are we in a thing? Nah. Okay. Um, I, I actually gave Pearl the greatest birthday gift ever yesterday, which was 10 days early. So I expect that goodwill to last for at least 48 hours. Um, Pearl is now a card-carrying gun owner. <sighs> this is uh, her probably the greatest gift I could have given her. It's not what you think. It's a massage gun. So the thing looks like um, a drill that you would get at Home Depot. But it's, <laughs> it it's like really a, a percussive unbelievable. thing. Yeah, and I made some lewd comment to her, which we're not going to talk about either. But, but you can imagine. But um, anyway, Pearl, um, one of my nicknames for her besides Peloton Pearl is... Um, massage whore and um, she's constantly she's known around the house for constantly asking everyone with an earshot to rub her usually around nine o'clock at night when everyone's tired so you got the massage gun so far
1: we all have our vices and so far
0: that's not a vice so far
1: oh, it's fabulous
0: is it up there with the top birthday gifts you've ever gotten On, yes okay so that's news everyone needed to hear. Yeah. Um, getting to that now, now switching over to the essays. So um, if you could post the link to our boot camps, which is collegebootcamps.com. Um, we have, uh, I don't know how many spots. Yesterday I had four spots available, maybe six, for our upcoming Sunday boot camp, which is this Sunday, 9 to 12 Eastern, sorry, West Coast people, and um if you if you sign up for that then you will also get free attendance at the one on the 30th august 30th so it's a two-for-one type of thing and it's focused work with instruction on essays um supplemental essays a little bit on the activity sheet a little bit on interviews because those those are very similar for the um the supplemental essays and if you're a current client of ours, you're working with this one-on-one for college advising, um, like, like Sid and Evan, that is free. It's a belt and suspenders in addition to the one-on-one. Uh, so, so Sid, if you want to torture Evan for a few hours this Sunday, um, you, you, again, you're my guest. I think you already signed up for it, but it's a you know, game day call for you. So that is another opportunity too, because this is really the time to push out as many essays as possible before high school, whatever that looks like, online, offline, hybrid, um, whatever that looks like starts up again. So I can't emphasize enough that August is really the the time to finish off as much of the college application process as possible because you don't want to be stuck rushing through half-baked and grammatically incorrect um, essays in October on Halloween for a November one deadline or, or something like that. And you certainly don't want to be blowing off the opportunity to apply early um, which could give you an advantage not only of getting in, but also of getting money and delaying that till December 31st or something.
1: And strategically, just knowing the information, knowing you've gotten into some schools at the end of December is a very different mental proposition going February, March, before you've heard anything. So um, definitely earlier is better. <laughs> yeah.
0: Happy birthday to Peloton Pro from Sid. 38th or 39th. It's on the 24th. I,
1: and I said thank you. I
0: thought that was funny. It is
1: very.
0: Uh, good morning to Erin. All right, great. Um, <laughs> oh, not able to see the oh. links to your posting. Oh, that's strange. It's interesting.
1: Oh, you know why I'm posting is me by accident. Oh, all right, so let me just oh. do this right now. So we this have the,
0: um, what was the first one? The test prep. The test prep. Online. Here. And then.
1: Collegebootcamps.com.
0: Is oh, that right? Collegebootcamps.com. Spelling and grammar are very important on an essay, wow. and also important when you're posting on Facebook. So hopefully I got that right. Hmm. Okay. Um, anything else? Oh, some more birthday wishes from Pat Barry. Thank you. That's nice.
1: Thank
0: you, everybody. Please. Or or should I say Catberry?
1: Yes. Um,
0: all right, good, Aaron got it. All right, cool. I love
1: that apple.
0: <laughs> um, nice. So that's a wrap. So unless you have anything else, any no, other no. warnings or mistakes? All right. So this was uh, not only College Talk Tuesday, which is every Tuesday. 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on our Facebook page. That's facebook.com slash Lockwood College Prep. But also the College Planning Edge podcast. This will be posted in a couple days when our son gets around to it. Um, So you can search this and other content on Apple Podcasts in your ears to go, Pearl and Andy, just in case you can't get enough of us. Um, So let's sign off. Thanks for joining us, and we'll talk
1: to you
0: in a week. Have a great week. Hi, this is Andy Lockwood. Don't forget to visit our website, LockwoodCollegePrep.com, for some more free, valuable information on how you can multiply your chances of admission to your dream colleges and qualify for thousands or tens of thousands of dollars of fat, juicy scholarships along the way. Visit LockwoodCollegePrep.com for information on our free upcoming workshops and webinars and to download a copy of our number one best-selling book, How to Pay Wholesale for College. That's LockwoodCollegePrep.com. Bye-bye.